0: Welcome to the Driving Change Podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network, where we live at the intersection of neuroscience and storytelling. If you love great stories and you love understanding the mindset it takes to be a world-class change agent, then join us as our fascinating guests from all walks of life, unpack their unique journeys of perseverance and passion, of expertise and experience, and be inspired to use your own story to drive change. Welcome back to the Driving Change Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield, but we bring on really interesting guests who have really interesting stories. And, and more importantly than their stories is how their stories can positively influence us. Today's guest, Mr. Howard Partridge, is an international business coach, and he's got coaching members in 109 different industries in over 20 countries. Um, he has been a bestselling author of 12 books. I mean, I thought it took me a lot to get out two. He's done 12, a TEDx speaker. Yep, yep. Uh, the exclusive business coach for Zig Ziglar. Those of you who are Zig fans out there and you guys know uh, Tom's a friend of the family. He's been on the program as well. Uh, corp- for the Zig Zig- He's the exclusive business coach for the Zig Ziglar Corporation. He is the first Ziglar legacy trainer in the world, the first founding member of the John Maxwell team, Master Disc Certified Human Behavior Experts. And I am thrilled to have him on today as a very special guest onto the Driving Change Podcast and learn from what he has learned in his life journey and how we can apply it in our lives. Howard, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jeff. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: It's our pleasure. So I forewarned you in the pre-show, right? Everybody's got one of the things we're known for at the Driving Change Podcast is that origin story question. So we always start every episode off that way. Take the audience back. Give us a little bit of that origin story. Tell us that story and, and where it informed your values and beliefs and then how those values and beliefs show up today as a result in a lot of ways of that story.
1: Yeah, you bet. So I tell people that I am originally from L.A., Uh, lower Alabama. And uh, when they don't laugh, I say, you know, it's okay. My wife doesn't laugh at my jokes either. So it's all right. And then somehow they laugh anyway. So uh, I I grew up in Mobile, Alabama and uh, there were seven on welfare. There were seven kids crammed in a little 600 square foot shack. And the roof on this house was so bad that every time it rained, we had to get out all the pots and pans to catch the leaks. My mother fed us on a hundred dollars a month from the welfare department. I don't care when that was. It just was a lot of money. When you grow up in an environment like that, what are you likely to turn out like? For me, I was a rebellious teenager. I was almost 18 years old. I got kicked out of the house by my stepdad, and I got on a Greyhound bus and went to Houston, Texas to live with my real dad that I only met twice in my life. He left when I was a year old. And when I stepped off that bus in Houston, Texas, I literally had 25 cents in my pocket. And I became a waiter, and I worked in all these really high-end restaurants where we were, I wore a tuxedo to work, uh, cook, you know, tableside like Steak Diane, Bananas Foster, Cherries Jubilee, um, and setting stuff on fire inside at that age was pretty cool. Let me tell you. <laughs> but I always wanted to have my bus- uh, my own business. I still just didn't have enough money to speak of. And then I met my wife, Denise Conjet Antoinette Panella. Now that's Italian. she's from New Jersey. I'm from lower Alabama. this is gonna be a good match and uh so I marry in this Italian family and when you don't marry an when you marry an Italian family, they don't give you wedding presents. they give you cash and in fact, there's a little purse that's designed with the dress for the envelopes and my wife uh after our wedding day we spread out all the envelopes on the bed and took turns reading notes and counting the money. We had $3,000 in cash. And um, there was a friend of the family, uh, same age as me, 23 at the time tooling around a little red Mercedes convertible. And that got my attention. I said, I want to know what that guy does and I want to know if it's legal. Well, it turns out that (laughs) that he had his own business and uh, so as soon as I got home after our wedding, we got back to Houston. That's where we primarily live. I, we live in, um, uh, in Destin, Florida, on the beach here in the summertime. And uh, so at the time, uh, we lived you know in Houston full time. And uh, I spent that entire $3,000 uh, starting my first business out of the trunk of my car. My wife was really thrilled about that, let me tell you. And um, she's like, you're going to do what? And I was like, I'm going to do what Billy does. And so I started this business over the next 13 years. I made good money, but I worked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it was then that I learned about systems, having systems in your business. That was 1997. And um, I uh, trans- we transformed that business by building systems into a multimillion-dollar business turnkey I still own it today I got a great team great systems in Houston and people wanted to know uh, how I was doing what I was doing so I put my shingle out as a trainer as a coach As a, actually when I first started I wrote a bunch of manuals and recorded CDs and things like that and then I started speaking and I started coaching and which got us to where we are today along the way I met Mr. Ziegler and uh, he spoke at my conference got to m- meet Tom and uh, through a series of events, um, ended up my company became the exclusive small business coaching company for the Ziegler organization, and so because of that, you know, every day I get the opportunity to uh, have an impact in small business owners' lives and help them grow their business, help them organize their business, help them become real business owners. And therefore, have uh, more free time. You know, um, I mean, I know how it is to work twenty four seven. I know how it is to, um, you know, be really busy but not make any money. I know how it is to get in debt. I know how it is to um, have employees that aren't showing up for work, or they're not doing what they're supposed to do, or whatever. And so I developed a program uh, and I developed a community, a coaching community where people learn our systems and uh, they get the support that they need, the encouragement that they need, the coaching that they need, the training that they need. And it's become a phenomenal community and um, being involved with Ziggler and being able to be in the position of, you know, helping Tom um, make good decisions around that business. Um, has put me in a place where um, I, I I talk about Zig Ziglar all the time and everything that we do is based on his philosophy of you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what it is that they want. So that's what we do is we help small business owners uh, stop being uh, chained to their business and have more freedom in their life.
0: So... That's quite a story, yeah, Howard. Yeah. And uh, if I do say so myself, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what I'd like to know a little bit more about was so now today everybody can look at you and say, well, there's a successful business guy. And he's owned nine businesses, and he's just you know he's killing it. He's tied to Ziegler, and his, his name is synonymous with small business coaching around the world. When you left that little six hundred square foot house in Mobile, Alabama, or I should say, was 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 asked to leave, maybe forcibly.
1: <laughs> Totally,
0: <laughs> and you and you took that and you took that bus to Houston, and from there had to get your first job as a waiter, and from there went to there, and from there, it's easy to look at your success today, but at what point did you make that? And by the way, I've seen a lot of people go through similar situations where they've ended up being all about me, 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 because you didn't, you came, I, I came from not a lot where you just started trying to accumulate because of what you didn't have and the scarcity mentality drove you to be try to be successful and gain 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 but at some point there was a there had to be a pivot in your mind where you turned it into serve 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 others
1: yeah i think uh it was um you know in my in my case it was uh the only uh like life changing epiphany uh, revolution, instant revolution that I had in my life was, uh, when I came to know the Lord in 1987, I had one of those experiences where just like, you know, God just came in my life and everything was different. But otherwise, as far as being successful, uh, I learned through the mistakes I've made all the mistakes and it was a progression for me. And, I've always had, um, even when I was a kid, I I had, I don't know why, but, you know, um, we all have a gift. We all have a personality and we all have um, certain things in our DNA, you know, that are unique to us. And for me, it was I could always see what could be better about a situation or person or a problem or whatever. I don't know why I had that. Uh, I was proud that I was making you know, more money per hour working at the grocery store than my mother was, you know, not that that mattered, but that was important to me. But then I turned around and quit that job so that I could go to a Rolling Stones concert at the Superdome in, in New Orleans. You know, so I was just, you know, I was just a bad kid. And or at least that's what I thought. Uh, I just didn't make good choices. And so I always had a good work ethic, though, Um except for then. I mean, when I worked, I had a good work.
0: Except for if the stones <laughs> were just, in town. Now, I just maybe. decided
1: I don't want to be here anymore, you know. So I did a lot of jobs, but I, I knew, knew how to work. Let me put it that way. And I learned uh, customer service in uh, the restaurant business. I was part of really high-end restaurants. And so the service experience was like the top. And anything I, I do, I want to be the best at it. I want to be, you know, uh, if I can't be, it's not, I don't don't need to have the top position, but I just want to do it as good as I can. And, uh, so that, uh, was a very unique experience. I learned a lot about customer service. So therefore, um, and I've always had sort of an entrepreneurial spirit, even though I didn't save any money when I was a kid, I cut grass and I, um, you know, did yard work and different things like that to make money. And, um, and so um, when I uh, started my own business, um, customer service was what set me apart. If you need me there at 5 a.m., I'll be there at 5 a.m. If you need me there at 9 p.m., I'll be there at 9 p.m. If you need me there on Sunday, which is good, but, you know, there's uh, there's some negatives to that. You know, you got to you got to have a life. And so there, you need some balance. But. The point is, is that we had um, outstanding customer service. And then, of course, that drove me to start looking into marketing and networking and and sales and all that kind of stuff. So I started studying and reading books and going to going to industry events. And before too long, I uh, got involved with uh, with um, industry associations and so. Uh, my business was becoming very successful and the thing the thing is is that the business uh, strategies philosophy systems that i used back then i still use today i mean they're not they're not complicated um, build your network build relationships you know uh, network online offline and shoreline i i reached my dream of of uh, building my dream house here on what I call the dream beach, three and a half miles of unspoiled beach. And that's a whole story by itself. But, um, you know, I spent the whole summer, we spent the whole summer here last summer and I sat out there on the beach. I'm out there every single day. So I know every single person that lives here that walks that beach by name, what they do and all that. That's just, that's just what I do. And, And other people don't do that. They don't notice who's in their space. They don't, connect with people. And so, uh, so I just, you know, kept using those systems, perfecting those systems, making those systems better, learning from, and I wasn't a very good leader. So, you know, I had marketing, I had sales and, uh, but I didn't pay attention to debt, got my companies in a lot of debt. So then I had to learn that lesson today. I'm debt free. My companies are debt free. The only thing I have, um, uh, finances, real estate. And, uh, so that's a blessing, but I had to learn leadership. So I got involved with, with, uh, John Maxwell and I learned all his stuff and, and, uh, got in his, uh, programs when they, when they, uh, they put out the John Maxwell team. I just happened to be on the front row when they did that. And, and of course, uh, with Tom, uh, Zig had uh, come and spoken at my conference. I do a, a quarterly conference for our coaching members. And uh, Zig spoke. Tom was there. Tom and I got to know each other. And I invited him to come uh, speak himself. And every time I went to Dallas, I just had lunch with him. And, and uh, one thing led to another. And uh, Tom ended up uh, using my quote for Zig Zig, one of my quotes for the last chapter of Zig's last book. Born to win. My business systems model is in that last chapter. And, um, and so, uh, then after that, uh, Zig couldn't speak anymore because of his, he had fallen down the stairs and, you know, had short-term memory issues and all that. Tom called me and asked me if I would be willing to help them with, they wanted to go into business coaching. Would I be willing to partner with them, Which which I did. And so Tom and I traveled around the world and I was with him, when the idea came up to, uh, to um, do Ziggler legacy certification. And so that's how I got here today. You know, met Matt through that. Uh, So next week we have a uh, Ziggler coaching summit. We do that. We did that. um, This is our third one, I think. And so we're doing that every year. We're certifying coaches that can coach on the Ziegler philosophy. And one of my personal missions is simply to, um, to advance the uh, Ziegler philosophy because, you know, he was, uh, Zig was such a, such an amazing human being. You know, he's one of the few people that you meet that, you know, he's got the whole package, right? So, you know, he has his wheel of life and he says that success is living a balanced life. You got spiritual, mental, physical, family, career, financial, personal, seven spokes. And and so he was uh, a great example in all of those areas, you know. And so I um, so that's why we build everything on the Ziegler philosophy. We teach the philosophy. I have a retreat coming up here in Destin that I do every year for my coaching members and and we'll do a lot of Zigler goal setting, Zigler training, go through the planner, and you know all that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, it's truly a, a phenomenal life.
0: Well, so you talk a lot about and one of the things that I love is so we at Brain Trust we talk a lot about the communication. That's our thing, right? Number one determining success factor of a human being, in my opinion, is the ability to communicate effectively. Yeah. If you can't, all, all, all things are all bets are off, and all things are are broken. And we talk a lot about the brain and how the brain processes information, both the neuroscience and psychology of that. So people can understand why communication is effective in some cases and why it's not in others. And one of the things that I talk a lot about is I love that you're a systems thinker because I, I also believe that, that God designed the universe in systems, right. including our, our bodies, right? Our human The human body and the, including the brain, is, it really is a system. When you understand the system and you understand the cycles within the system, you can you can start to see how it functions and when you see how it functions you can start to see where things are broken down that aren't optimizing its productivity you've done that for small businesses and i love that that thinking so when you when you were when you think back to uh, all the different business owners you've coached and all the different systems and the processes you've created what are some of the most impactful ideas you've had around systems that have helped business owners go oh my gosh i would have never thought of that uh, in a million years, like what what are some of those systems, big systems ideas you've been able to help business owners think about?
1: That's a good question. I'll share my framework uh, uh, for systems. It's really very simple, actually. and that's one of the things that I learned along the way. The simpler you make it, the farther you can take it. Uh, I uh, before i I even knew about systems, I started hearing about systems in some of these, uh, industry training events that I was going to. And, uh, I got Michael Gerber's book, the e-myth and I came down here to Destin. I've been walking this beach for over 40 years now because mobile where I grew up is two and a half hours away. And so I've always just been a beach bum. And, and so that's how I got my epiphany was, uh, just like, wait, okay so I can build systems in my business, teach those systems to other people. I can have a turnkey business. I don't have to work in it. I can just work on it. I'm in. And uh, Michael became a friend. Uh, he's been on my stage twice. We've shared the stage many times together. And um, uh, for the last several years, I've called him uh, every year on his birthday and on, Chris, on Christmas Day. <laughs> and... Um, he uh, just moved to Houston, actually, so uh, I'm here in Destin for the whole summer, but he's my neighbor now, so uh, I learned a lot from him. But the framework that I developed is first um, having a vision, right? So if you're trying to learn how to do something, the question is, where are we going? You know, you could, I could teach you how to build a plane, but what kind of plane do you need? Where are we going? What's the, what's the destination? And uh, so having a vision and one of the things I learned from Michael, I say it in a little bit of a different way is that the one and only reason your business exists is to be a vehicle to achieve your life goals. It's the only reason you have a goal. It's the only reason you have a side or it's the only reason you have a job. It's the only reason you have a side business. It's the only reason that you make money is uh, to uh, achieve your life goals. So the more clear you are about where you're going, and why you're going there um, and how you're gonna be. uh, We call it MVP, mission, values, purpose. I kind of borrowed that from Jim Collins in his book, uh, uh, Beyond Entrepreneurship. So first is a vision. There's five parts in the framework. Second is an org chart. And so I have uh, a functional org chart instead of a positional org chart. There's five areas of business in my system: leadership, marketing, sales, service, and finance. And so you have to have a director uh, to plan all that out. You have to have a manager to supervise it, and then people actually do it and, and get it done. Manager makes sure it gets done, and then the director thinks about the next uh, the next uh, iteration. And so, uh, obviously, you don't have uh, a person in every single box. If you're if you're a, a solo business owner, you're wearing twelve to fifteen hats, depending on how you count those boxes. And that's why they're overwhelmed. So the idea is to then create policies and procedures for each one of those positions or functions on the bottom row, and then uh, and then train people on how to use how to how to do those. So we train people in marketing, we train people in sales, we train people in service, we train people in, uh, how we wanted our, our numbers to, to be, uh, produced and, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so the second is org, a good org chart, by the way, my definition of leadership, leadership is effectively communicating your vision. And so, uh, I'm with you on the communication thing and intrigued to learn more about that because, uh, we have a, uh, very special, interesting, uh, speaker. You should probably have her on your podcast. Her name is Renee, Renee Marino. She's speaking at Ziggler's event next week. She's speaking at my retreat, good friend of mine and a client. I'm helping her with some things. And, uh, she was, um, She played the lead female role role in the uh, play, uh, the Broadway play, Jersey Boys, and Mm. uh, was personally handpicked by Clint Eastwood when he decided to direct the movie, Jersey Boys. She's a communication coach, and uh, she wrote a great book called uh, Becoming a Master Communicator, uh, balancing, uh, new school technology with old school simplicity. It's, it's just, it's great. She's a great speaker. I mean, she's an actress, you know, so right, right. You know, she's right. She, she's been, was on Broadway for, you know, um, 10 or 20 years or something like that. Anyway. So, um, so the, the simplicity is, is here's our mission. Here's our values. Here's our purpose. Here's where we're going. This is the vision. These are our goals. Here's your role. And then we have uh, something called a PRD, which is a performance results description. Some people call it a job description. That's OK. But um, simply, this is what you do every day. This is what you do every week. This is what you do every month. And then you connect that to the policies and procedures. And that's the harder part. Right. So having a vision uh, org chart. Uh, a PRD for each uh, role, and then uh, procedures, how to, and policies, uh, when, where, um, why, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, so I think with that framework, you can systematize just about anything. And then if you have, if you understand the five systems that leadership, everything that you do to uh, communicate the vision, marketing, everything you do to attract prospects, sales, everything you do to convert prospects into paying customers, uh, operations or service, everything you do to serve your clients, patients, members, or guests. And then um, and then administration, everything you do to track the numbers, you know, is how that framework works. So So we just help people build out that framework in their small business so that they don't have to you know, direct everything and be the be the, the only one who knows what's going on all the time.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I think, uh, you know, I grew up, I'm an old farm boy. And so I, I learned small business from my papaw, but not realizing I was learning business. You know, you're learning a lot of things on the farm. I think oh, yeah. that'd be my next book, Everything I Need to Know in Life I Learned on the Farm, I think. <laughs> and then I went to working, I, I was the first person to go to college straight out of high school from our family. <clears throat> and then I went into corporate America. So I spent, you know, a couple decades in corporate America before I became an entrepreneur. And so when I launched out to be an entrepreneur, what I found was, like you just mentioned, I was wearing 13 hats every day, trying to figure out a way to get this system to, that was just me to, to, to produce revenue. And I think one of my big mistakes looking back on it was if I had to do it over again, because I've been running Brain Trust for 12 years now, is what you're talking about is I had a vision for kind of where I wanted to go, but what I didn't do. I didn't build out a visionary org chart of what the roles would be to get us there. Right. So what happened was I just kept doing all the roles. Yeah, yeah. And because I didn't have that great vision of what the roles needed to be to get to where we needed to go. And I didn't have a performance description. I didn't even know. You know, so I, I was literally running and doing every job all the time. And then what happened I found was you get really good at all the jobs Cause you know that nobody cares like you care. So you get really good at all the jobs. So then when you do finally have enough revenue to hire somebody, you never turn it over to them because they can't do it as well as you do. Cause you've been doing it for, for five
1: years. Right. It's so true. It's so true. Uh, you know, you asked a while ago, what was one big, like revelation to people? Uh, I think the, there's, there's two big revelations. I think that, that happen with people that, that I work with. One is, um, I don't always do this, but but it's one of the mo- it's one of the favorite uh, demonstrations that I do from time to time. When you take that org chart and you have fifteen boxes, right? Because you have three levels: director, manager, and uh, implementer. Uh, those are the three levels. Then you have five boxes or five areas: leadership, marketing, sales, operations, administration. So there's fifteen boxes, and so we get. Uh, We get 15 boxes, label them, you know, marketing director, marketing manager, marketing technician or implementer, you know, whatever, and uh, stack them up on the stage. So you can see the org org chart and, you know, the boxes are maybe, uh, I don't know, about, say, this big, about that tall. And so I invite people up there to, you know, invite somebody up there. So, okay, I want you to do this. And now I want you to do that. And I want you to, oh, wait, you're a solo business owner. So they keep stacking up the boxes until they're almost touching the chandelier in the ballroom to demonstrate, you know, that you, you can't carry them all at once, but hey, you know, carry this one. And then you got to put that down to go over here and do that. And, you know, while you're doing that, somebody's over here. Uh, move in that box or that, you know, right. you know what I mean? That's falling apart. So I think that's one of the big revelations. The other uh, revelation is, and by the way, people who are listening, if they want to get that book, we give that book away. It's called the five secrets of a phenomenal business that shares that framework. It's really made for small businesses. And uh, on my website, com. another book that I wrote, which is a revelation to people is um, I share with them that the number one, and this really goes for anybody, you know, the number one reason that people don't reach their biggest dreams and goals is not because they don't know what to do. It's not because they don't know how to do it. I mean, anybody would agree that if you could get done everything that you already know to do um, every day, would you be infinitely more successful? Well, yes. Yes. Well, for a business owner, you look at those uh, 15 boxes, you, you look at that org chart, and you see that you're in every box, so you feel overwhelmed, right? And then you understand why you can't get as much done. What if your people were able to get uh, more done, right? So at the end of the day, it becomes about uh, not just production, but performance, right? So uh, Mr. Ziegler said that, That outside of character and integrity, the two most important qualities of success are persistent consistency, right? So once you learn how to do something and it needs to be done every day, uh, you just keep doing it every day. Then you learn how to do it better, take it to the next level. So I wrote this book called FTI. The, The number one reason people don't reach their biggest dreams and goals is FTI or failure to implement. And there's a lot of uh, productivity books out there. In fact, uh, Brian Tracy's a colleague of mine. He's been on my stage. He's, you know, I consider him a friend. And and uh, I think Eat That Frog is one of the most, uh, uh, if, if not the uh, most popular productivity books in the world, which, by the way, of course, he borrowed that from Zig because Zig used to say, You know, if you if the worst thing you have to do every day is eat a big old ugly frog, do it first thing in the morning and get it over with. Don't just sit there and look at that thing. And of course, he borrowed that from Mark Twain, who probably borrowed it from Solomon. And so, you know, um, as Solomon said, there's nothing new in the world, but there is a new way to say it. You know, there's uh, another person to hear it from, you know, and we all have people that we're called to. So what's different about FTI is I explain to people in the introduction of that book, why we don't implement that's important. We all know that, you know, there's, there's more that I could do for my career, for my health, for my family, for my relationships, for, you know, everything that that whole wheel. Uh, and we say, well, there's just not enough time. There is. theres Uh, so what's the reason is the lack of time. Is it, we all have the same amount of time. Uh, some people have more or less time because of their commitments, their obligations or whatever. Is it a lack of, uh, discipline? Yes, but why is a lack of motivation? Yes, but why? And so we get down to, I'm going to give it away. I don't mind. Um, but we get down to the fact that Mr. Ziegler said, that um, that the secret ingredient of success is desire, and desire comes from a vision. And most people don't have vision because they don't have belief. The second that they start to think bigger, the second they start to think, oh man, I could do this or I could do that, the stinking thinking kicks in. That old self-image kicks in. Say, well, who do you, who do you think you are? I mean, you. Uh, you can't do that. And so the little demon over here is saying you can't do that. The angel or God is saying, yes, you can, and, or however you want to put that. So it really comes down to belief. And uh, so much, So many of our beliefs are, are uh, hidden. You know, they're subconscious beliefs. They're not conscious beliefs. And so in that book, I worked through uh, I'm not – You know, I never went to college. I'm not a psychologist. I'm just going from, you know, practical experience. And then I lay out uh, 10 principles that when we adopt these certain principles that uh, and begin to live by those particular principles that our performance will start going up in all areas.
0: I love it. That's one of the, one of the things I like to say is the intensity of our beliefs will drive the consistency of our behaviors. Love that. And so if you're if you're not getting where you're trying to go, then you didn't believe something as well as you thought, as deeply as you thought you did. So you got you got probably go back and check that belief, right?
1: Yeah. No, that's so good. That's so good because you can you can understand what you truly believe by your behaviors. I love that. That's a great quote. <laughs>
0: That's it. Well, this has been great, Howard. Where can, uh, where can folks learn to find, I mean, you've you got, you've got so, so we didn't even touch on all the different books you've got and all the different resources, but where can folks go, whether they're a small business owner or not, your books and your resources apply to about everything you do in life. Yeah. So where can we go, our, our audience go to learn more about you and your work and how they can get plugged in?
1: Yeah. So go to howardpartridge.com and uh, you're going to find some free resources there. Um, yeah, the the main our main target is small business owners that want to uh, stop being chained to their business and have a little more free time. However, with Ziggler, with certification, uh, I franchise my coaching company. I'm involved with a network marketing company. So when you come to our website, uh, we're going to give you some free training and uh, get you into what we do. And then uh, we'll do an assessment, figure out, you know, where you need to be. So if uh, you're looking for a part-time opportunity over here, great. If you want to become a business coach, you want to become a Ziggler coach, great. If you're a small business owner, you want to get it organized, great. If you are um, uh, just someone who wants to Increase their performance at work or be a better family member. That's great. I'm not trying to be all things to all people. I'm just trying to be uh, the best resource that I can to people who want to grow.
0: I love it, and I, I think I've learned this too. Right, we're all in this thing together, and every every great leader needs to have a great leader and every great mentor needs to have a great mentor coaches great coaches have great coaches and you've been a great coach to others because you've had great coaches like zig right. and now you're doing right. it and passing it forward uh, to others and that's just uh it's awesome to see so well we'd love to have you back on again maybe in the fall and talk about what you're up to next and how things are going and just keep
1: in touch be happy to thanks for having me
0: that's excellent well thanks for thanks for being
1: on we, we really appreciate it all right jeff thank you so much